Do you know who I am? Who are you? I do. This is your radio almanac, the first of a new series. Behind the scenes at the podcast. It's one of those pop culture things, like, everybody, you don't have to be, like, balls deep in news to know who these people are, you know? Like, there are some people that are like, I don't like the news because it's always really sad and depressing shit, so, like, I watch E! News. Exactly. I, I read BuzzFeed. I keep up on Instagram and Twitter. And I'm Alex Gibbons, and this is Let It All Hang Out, exclusively at TomorrowPictures.tv. I preach, my dear friends, you're about to receive on John Barleycorn, Nicotine, and the Temptations of Eve. This is TomorrowPictures.tv Hey guys, welcome to Let It All Hang Out. This is the podcast that talks about music, movies, sex, drugs, sports, and news. We will talk about what is going on in the world today while we let it all hang out. We are uncensored, unfiltered, and uncontrollable. I'm your host, Alex Gibbons. On the board today, we have Fred. Say hello, Fred. Hola. We've got Miss Ellen, who's a laugh riot. Oh, thanks. Glad to be back. We have Greg. Say hello, Greg. Hello, hello. And delivering our hot takes is going to be Miss Ria. Say hello. Hey. Glad to be here. All right, Ria, give it to me from the top. What you got for us? So today, Tom... Trump has pledged $1 million to Harvey Relief, White House says, while J.J. Watt's fundraiser for Houston passes $10 million in donations. According to the contract details from the Nevada State Athletic Commission, Mayweather earned a disclosed purse of $100 million, while McGregor brought home $30 million, according to ESPN. Wait, say that again? So Mayweather earned a disclosed purse of $100 million, while McGregor brought home $30 million. That seems fair to me. <laughs> what do you think, Greg? I do. I, I certainly think that's fair. I mean, you got the champ versus the other guy, so what do you expect? Yeah, the other guy got put on in boxing because he, he, they let him box the best boxer in the world without having ever had a fight before, which is unprecedented, right? Oh, most definitely. It's a win-win for him. Oh, yeah. McGregor, I think he knew what he was doing. He scammed the world. He's like, I'll call this guy out, and then no one will be able to say no to this. It's like, they're going to beat the shit out of me, and people are going to pay to watch it. So, And million, the big yeah. surprise was that he did hang in there for 10 rounds, which is pretty tough, right? Yes, most definitely. That was the part that impressed me the most, just the fact that he was able to do that. And it made it look somewhat decent. They, and, you know, I, I, what I learned from this fight is that tattoos are cool, right? Oh, absolutely. You know, if you're going to fight, you better have some tattoos. It adds to your credibility. It shows you can, like, take it like a champ. Yeah. And then and then on to the, 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 the quick fight about the hurricane of the 10 million mm. versus, you know, Trump's million. Hussein Bolt, 150 million. Let's give it up. Back to the world of sports where all the cash is, apparently. <laughs> but let's, okay, here's the thing about Hurricane Harvey. And this is what I saw a lot on the internet is you see all these celebrities that are donating money. So, you know, Sandra Bullock donated 1 million. Beyonce donated $7 million. Um, I think they said Drake donated, it was either 500000 no, it was 200000 and then the Kardashians, between five of them, donated 500000 Well, because they're greedy. And that's the thing is people are like, oh, well, you can't shame them because they donated. Absolutely, I can shame them. Are you shitting me? They're one of the wealthiest families in the world, and they could muster up 100000 each. Plus, we want to shame them because we just maybe don't like them so much. It's just like when you have that, first of all, I can't fathom having that kind of money is just like disposable, you know? Like Beyonce's not going to miss that $7 million, and that's amazing. I can't imagine having that much money, and good for her for stepping in and being like, I'm going to make a difference. I'm going to help in any way I can. But could I ask the million dollar question, who is to say what I should and shouldn't donate, and what is going to be enough? That's the other if thing. If the 100000 you don't like 
If I did a million, you'd say, but you got 30 million. Exactly. It's like, where do we draw the it's, line? When does it stop? It's a good point, right? Any donation is generous. Like for me, giving my five dollars every time I go to the grocery store, you know, mm-hmm. if there are, if there are a hundred thousand me's, that's going to add up. And you're right, Greg. Good reminder. If the Kardashians have a hundred thousand each to give up, that's that's what they want to do. They should be applauded for. And you know that that was from the heart. They gave what they wanted to give mm-hmm. versus somebody else who, like you said, they, they just gave from the surplus. Right. And it comes, uh, the other thing I thought was interesting was the whole controversy of Joel Olstein. How he wouldn't open his doors and then he released a statement and said, well, you know, Texas and Houston, like, they didn't ask me to do it. But you've got all these mosques and mattress places that opened their doors immediately and had all these people. And they were like, you can come in. We'll house you here. It doesn't matter if you damage any of our supplies. We'll replace them. However... I try to defend Joel Olstein and anybody else with a mega church or any big building. It's one thing to have masses of people in your building for a three-hour service. You start talking about multiple days. Now you're talking bathrooms, overflows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but look, this guy is a you know multi, multi, multi millionaire who could afford to hire staff and crew to help clean his building. And he's a guy who goes out there talking about love your neighbor, help your neighbor. Every day he sends out missives to the people about being better people and caring more about others. You know, and so I don't know. To me, like a church is the place where you just you figure that out you know you work that out that's true i mean like you said years of collecting those donations okay now it's time to give back exactly i get it i do get it and he has the infrastructure to do it right true so you know he got called on the carpet for it he sure did oh yeah the internet wasted not time not a not not a kind place if you don't if you don't do right huh oh the internet has no chill twitter immediately and then there was this thing about i don't know if cnn actually did this they released this article and it was supposed to be about Joel Olsen but it was a picture of Tim Allen and I guess they thought it was the same person wow. Tim Allen he's like this is a you tragedy. know maybe at a certain angle I could mm-hmm. see that yeah. yeah yeah and it was like a shot from home improvement I was like what is this who cleared this where are the people that are supposed to be editing this does that fall into the category of fake news <laughs> you know what speaking of fake news and hopping on that train um the other thing the internet had zero chill about wore Melania's shoes whenever she got there. She showed up to a hurricane, the place where everyone's evacuated because of flooding, in stilettos, skinny jeans, and a baseball cap that said Flotus. And Donald Trump had on this, like, rain jacket, and it just looked like a scene from a really shitty episode of CSI Miami. And everybody's like, what are you doing? Yeah, well, you know what? That's just what she wears. It's sort of like her uniform, right? So, you know, she probably doesn't have boat. She probably doesn't have, you know, muckalucks or boat shoes or waders or crocs or something. I mean, she's got people who you are used to dealing with (laughs) common people anyway. So let's not kid ourselves. Just because they're where they are doesn't mean that they change. So out of touch. Just out of touch. And then people were coming for Obama, and they're like, well, where was Obama when Katrina was happening? Uh, he wasn't in office. That's where. Yes, good people. It's, it's You can't remember your history from like from eight years ago or from 12 years ago. That would have been George Bush's watch. Yeah, that uh, Obama wasn't responsible. They're like, oh, well, Obama, hurricane. I'm like, oh, so did he immediately cause this? Like, he caused it and then he just Let's left. Let's think of other things works. we can blame on Obama. Where, like, every time something bad happens, like, I get a parking ticket, I'm like, damn it, Obama. And everybody wanted to blame Michelle and they're like, it's Michelle's fault. Why? Did she want to give you guys better food for your children? Exactly. You're assholes. Exactly. 
exactly. <laughs> They're doing the best they can. I get it. No one can win in the White House, but like, let's be real here, people. You really can't. But if you think about it, Obama looking at the president now would say, my God, what I could have done different if I had that attitude. Yeah. So different. Because he was trying so hard to get everyone to get along and get together, but he put up with so much more. I absolutely think. I think the same thing. You know, a lot of people are like, oh, well, everybody's so hard on Trump, and everybody was so, you know, happy when Obama was in office. And I'm like, yeah, have you ever Google imaged what happened when he was elected into office? Did you see the things they said to his children and about his family? Like, do you know what he went through? People kill me. I'm like, y'all, ask Siri at least one question a day so you can expand your knowledge. Don't come at me and tell me Obama was responsible for Katrina. That's just stupid. Well, and maybe your question shouldn't be like, where do I get a new pink handbag? Right. Um, is Although, that appropriate? that's a good question. But maybe you should add two questions a day. Because we do want to know where the pink handbags are. Oh, okay. So this, I'm going to just, I'm just going to do a, Dive a, a total, you, you know, a total like Whip question. I'm just going to, because, you know, we love snacks here mm-hmm. on your podcast, Alex. Yes. And, you know, we just, we just got our office snacks in and I, I just want to know if anybody wants to weigh in on che- Cheetos puffs versus crunchy. Oh. Crunchy all day. Crunchy all day. Okay. I like the jalapeno crunchy, like the hot ones oh, and the jalapeno. Yeah, it's that little extra. Ria, what do you think? Uh, the puffs. Puffs. Ria's my girl. I'm a really. Girl. The puff. There's something satisfying about them. I don't know. It's just very fluffy to me. It's and a you lot know of what? Extra work. I open the bag and leave them out so they get a tiny bit stale. <gasps> Stop. Stop. Stop it. No. Why? When you get right down to it, you love crunch. <laughs> yes. It's chewy a, crunch. That's it. You just you want them to be right crunch. Right they get chewy when they get stale. So, do you think if the crunchy were a little more girthy that you would like them? Like if they had a little no, extra? No, it's it's like the, it's the it's the it's the texture. They're like packing peanuts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they are. They're chewy. They really are, though. They're okay. like cheesy. I like the crunchy because you can suck on them. <laughs> oh, you can get the cheese on them. I'm not even Get off. Yeah, there you yeah, go. I, there I, you go. Know. Okay, but here's the second question. When you're done with the dust, do you lick them or do you wash your hands? Oh, it depends. At home, lick. Out in public, wash. Yeah. Two fingers are getting licked. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a life lesson. Always lick the and, two fingers if it's more right, than that. Your prize is this bag of crunchy Cheetos. I appreciate it because I was looking at it wondering, is she going to have both of those to herself? Selfish asshole. Brought <laughs> two bags <laughs> in. Not even going to share. They're tiny bags, though. All Unpopular right, opinion, but still on snacks. Unpopular opinion, I don't like Fritos. Fritos, like, there's something about them. I don't like the way it, like... Not even barbecue? I, I can't. The flavor's fine, but it's something about the way it hits the roof of your mouth and just, like, shreds it to pieces that I'm like, I, I can't get down with this. You should try that, um, you know, in our in our Atlanta environment, we have a place called Fox Brothers where mm-hmm. they do the classic. They open up the Frito bag and they put in a little barbecue on top. I can do that. up the chips. Frito pie and anything yeah. as long as it has, like, chili and government yeah. cheese on it. Yeah, I'm with good. it. Yeah. I'm so about it. That's so Southern, though. I never heard of that till I moved down here. Mm. We put gravy and chili on everything. And I'm not mad at it at all. So, all right. Well, Miss Rhea, next up <laughs> on the, uh, you know, the list of hot things going on in snacks. What are your thoughts? Snacks. Yeah. What are your favorite snacks? Rhea's apologies. She's, She's like, like, what do you mean? I thought mean? we were going to be talking about important things. Know, right? <laughs> snacks are important. If anyone tells you otherwise, cut them out of your life. You don't need that negativity. I thought Rhea's over here. She's like being so sweet. She's like, I'm just here to read the hot takes. You didn't know what was happening. Well, I didn't grow up in America. So I'm not super <gasps> Tell me familiar more. with American snacks. But whenever I go into like a, a store, it's, it's always like, 
Oh, there's just so much food here. What's the grossest American snack? Like, what is the one snack that we eat that you're just like, what the hell? Um, oh, like packaged croissants. Really? I find them just so, like, they should be fresh. What is it about? Like, they're, like, spongy? They're not flaky enough? Yeah, they're not flaky. They're, like, they're really hard to... Like, when you pull apart a croissant, it should be, like, warm and, like... You know. And buttery and mm. flaky. Yeah. Not rubbery and... I like yeah. that. That's good. That's a good answer. That is that's a good, good That's answer. interesting. I and I love... I love... Um, Indian snacks are amazing, though. They are, yeah. Um, they don't really uh, come, like, processed or... Exactly. <laughs> to get oh, you mean you guys don't eat everything out of plastic and it's 98 cents and covered in chemicals? <laughs> Why not? Sadly not. <laughs> you want to kill yourself slowly? <laughs> Join the movement over here in America, man. Hop on. We're ready for you. All right, guys. We're going to take a quick break, and we will be right back with some more hot takes for you. Tired of network TV with no bite or interesting characters? Do Hollywood movies make you long for the days of real stars? If you hear about one more Kardashian, you might want to scream. Well, there's another choice. No, not those other streaming networks with aging stars or women locked up in prison. We don't even make you pay. Picture Michael Jackson, Elizabeth Taylor, Obama, Akon, Amy Schumer, Charlie Sheen. Visit us at TomorrowPictures.tv and discover tomorrow is today. This is TomorrowPictures.tv. Alex Givens. No, I have no huh. idea. Who's Bobby Boucher? Bobby Boucher? Uh, he is the main <laughs> character off of Adam Sandler's Waterboy. Ellen Bernard. Oh, Waterboy. Oh, <laughs> Fabulous. I'm Love terrible. It. Like, like if you showed me his picture, I would get it in an instant. But oh, yeah. But had with the names, apparently, even in pop culture. This is Let It All Hang Out. Welcome back to Let It All Hang Out, the podcast. Talk about music, movies, sex, drugs, sports, and news. We're going to talk about what's going on in the world today while we let it all hang out. We are uncensored, unfiltered, and uncontrollable. I'm your host, Alex Givens. We are joined with Greg. Say hello, Greg. Hello, hello. Fred's on the board. I am on the board. <laughs> And we've got Miss Rhea delivering the hot take. Say hello, Rhea. Hi. Hi. All right, so give it to me straight. What's going on, lady? So the CEOs urge Trump to keep Dreamers program for young immigrants. Hurricane Irma poses a major threat to the Caribbean and potentially to the United States next week. And Apple will reportedly announce the next iPhone on September 12th. All right, so everybody, if you have an Apple phone, you know what that means. It means your shit's about to get rocked. Everyone with an Apple phone knows when they're about to come out with a new phone, your phone stops working conveniently. All of a sudden, it needs all these updates, and it just craps out on you. Are you, Greg, what are you, Android, Apple? Apple. Apple. Apple? What about you, Fred? I am Apple. Yeah? Yes. So we're all trembling in our seats because we know. Yes. Well, it, it's completely and totally true. I mean, my, my phone all summer long has been just slowly tweaking out uh, on me. I, I think it's an ingenious way of, once again, sort of um, aggregating money from the middle class. Oh, absolutely. You know, it's just it, the amount of money that you pay to operate your iPhone for all of its peripheral services and things like that. And it's been very interesting since the passing of its uh, visionary CEO that they've stopped developing new products and they've just figured out ways to keep taking money from you with all of the uh, old ones as well. 
And it's like there are so many basic things I wish Apple would just go ahead and take care of. Here's my thing. So you can make a water-resistant phone. Here I am paying $600 for a phone, and I will drop it two feet on carpet, and the whole screen just shatters, and that's it. You've got a charging cord that after like three weeks, it just comes apart, and you can start seeing all the wires are exposed. Like there are just so many little things that it's like, why don't you guys figure out, you know, a phone where the screen's not going to shatter and a charger that's going to last me for three weeks. Figure out things like that that make more sense. Don't give me wireless headphones that only work for that phone and then I can't even plug headphones in. There's not even the option, I think, on the 7 to plug headphones in. So now you've got to buy these little, like, $100 wireless headphones. So what happens if you're jogging down the street and that shit falls in a gutter? You've got one headphone and you're out 50 bucks. <laughs> that's, so that's of no concern of theirs. They don't care. See, they don't care. Listen, they don't care. I'm of the middle class, and I would like to believe that. <laughs> this is a plea from the middle class <laughs> to the Apple, upper class. If you're listening, please stop taking all my money. I can't afford to have wireless headphones. I need a hole to put my headphones in, but I also don't want my shit to keep breaking. I can't keep replacing it. But that's the money making of the business. It's all those little things. Yeah. It's all those little plugs you got to keep doing they're constantly having revenue uh, absolutely and the, if the, i've had these types of conversations with people that are rich and very affluent and that have come from the right families and they go to the hamptons and they've been to harvard and yale and all sorts of stuff their position is this it's your own fault you didn't want to study hard in school you didn't want to get the big time scholarship to go to the big schools you know you didn't want to get around the right people you didn't want to put yourself in the right circles so it's on you it's a club you know, you can decide to be with everybody else or you can be in this upper tier part of culture and, and society. So they believe, you know, so th th there is a very low level of empathy. If you want their empathy, go to Houston and drown yourself Here's, and then they'll send you some money. Here's what I have to say to those people. Here we go. Are you ready? Are you listening, guys? I have a bachelor's. I went to school. I work in a beautiful office with wildly talented people, and I would like to believe that I did a lot of things right in the world, and I don't deserve this, Apple. I don't deserve the shit you keep putting me through with these headphones and these screens and these chargers. I feel very strongly. I think people with Androids feel very strongly, and I'm starting to agree with them. If my phone craps out, that's it. I'm going to give the bird to Apple, and I might just jump on the Android boat. It seems like it might just be worth it. They've got different models. You'll never get off. You'll never get off. The Apple You'll never get off. Now I'm talking like a rich Apple person that went to Harvard and Yale. You drink you'll never, apple juice. You'll never get off. In. It's like being a, a prisoner on Alcatraz Island. And you can see San Francisco in the distance. And you're like, it looks like I can swim it and I can make it. And they're going, no one's ever made it. You'll die halfway out there. You, will, you won't make it. You will not get off of the Apple platform to go to Android and think you're still going to have the same life if you survive. If you, your whole existence doesn't blow apart. It's like off right in the handwriting tale. I'm like trying to get to Canada. I'm like trying to get out. And they're just like, no, nope, yeah. nope, that's not how this works. We've exactly. tried all your shit up in the cloud exactly. and all your apps yeah. and you won't have the same apps anymore. Exactly. Guys, if you haven't made the decision, do your research before you commit to Apple. Like all those terms and agreements that we all like graze over, like we just kind of are like, I'll just look and pick in this and this, and I'll just sign away my life. Before you start downloading all these apps, just do your research. And you know, on the same But they know topic. that people aren't going to do the research. Guys, we've got to be smarter as a community. We've got to do more. 
<laughs> we have to rise up against Apple. This can't keep happening to us. I don't have the money for this to keep happening to us. We keep getting left behind. The Do you feel this way, Greg? Rigged. The system is clearly rigged. We've got to come up with something different, but until it does, you're going to have to pick one. And it's like the same shit at movie theaters. Fred and I were talking about that. These large companies, they see the things that you need and what they can kind of like push your hotspots and exploit you for the things that you want, and they just gouge you. Like, Fred, what did we pay? We paid like $20 for like, I had many corn dogs and a beverage. And it was a quote-unquote small, but it was half the size of a two-liter. It was $12. But they knew you had to have them. They knew I would do it. They knew you would do it. Instagram knows that I need multiple filters. The movie theater knows that I need Diet Coke and popcorn. You know what? It's me, guys. The more I'm sitting here, I'm like, it's me. It's us. It's us as a So build the profile of the person that you would be where you're going to save all of that money. I'm going to get a... You're never eating out. You know what I'm going to do? You're always exercising so you don't have to go to the doctor all the time. (laughs) And have some sort of metabolic disorder. I'm my grandmother. She had her own you garden. Are, she you worked are your grandmother. out. Yeah. I'm gonna get a Nokia phone that has snake on it. I'm gonna get a Costco membership and just start bringing all my own food. Yeah. I'm gonna have a little garden where I just pick my vegetables. You might go back to a pager. Hell yeah! Mm-hmm. You can call me. You can beat me. Never happened. Never happened. You don't think so? No. Never. Listen, I have We're a Game Boy. I'm with it. I've got a Nintendo 64. I'm gonna slowly digress, Benjamin Button style, and just take Keep it going all backwards. back. All of it. What do you think? You look at America. Do you think that we're just a bunch of, like, fucking stupid people with our phones, like, just constantly buying these $800 phones that we don't need? What's your take on it? You have a phone, right? Yeah, of course. No. I mean, I think this, um, I think it's not just America. It's spread everywhere. Everybody has a phone. Do you guys feel like you constantly need to upgrade, though? Like, have you ever seen in other countries? Like, you guys have all traveled. Like, in other countries, do you feel like it is as important to them to be in the next greatest thing? Or do you think that they're pretty chill with what they have as long as it works? I grew, well, I grew up in the United Arab Emirates, which is, like, the consumerism is really, um... We got to come up with something different. That's all there is to it. Yeah. Because if you think about it, I know a week ago when I ended up with another phone, it was really because I looked at the price. I had to fix my uh, screen because the screen was broke, and I figured, okay, there's 120 bucks. It just so happens it's time to renew again, you know. So they made it actually very convenient. So for thirty-two dollars, I get the seven, but which I didn't even need. <laughs> Tell us, Fred, what is it? Right. Yes, absolutely. You don't need it. I mean, I didn't need it. You, you even needed anything past but for thirty-two dollars. Yeah. I got a new phone mm-hmm. without a cracked screen and start over. Right, but you're still hooked. Oh, of you're course. You're still going back to the same dealer. Yes, and then explain to me how the new screen with my little <laughs> cover here is cracked already. Do you have tempered glass? Is there tempered glass I have on it? Tempered glass, but but the idea though. Right. Just that easy. It cracks. You know you can get the glass fixed in the hood, right? I do. Yeah. Okay. Yes, I, I, I have feel you. Yeah. Yes, you you got to know the background. Yeah. So there are places. Right. Yeah. And that's what it does. I mean, these universes that they completely suck and crush the middle class. It creates this sort of innovation in the underclass, exactly. where the that's the genesis of the hustle. The yeah. genesis of the hustle is the crippling of the middle class. It has nothing to do with the upper class. Like Michael has this box and it is full of old iPhones and what he does is has this little glasses repair kit and takes the tiny screwdriver and will pop the back off of the phones and he'll just keep reusing the batteries or he'll pop the screen off and put a new one on. Like our house looks like a drug den for iPhones because we refuse to keep buying these new phones. But I will say that 
it's made us smarter. It's made us more aware. It's made us a little you're more savvy. You're yeah. hustling. You're, you're, you're hustling. And, you know, that is the world that we live in now as far as survivability at the bottom is concerned. That's why people at the top are like, get your hustle on or stop complaining in the middle class or go back to school, figure out a way to get into a Northeastern school or Stanford or shut up. And stop bothering them. They're in a cabana in Malibu at an expensive hotel. They don't care. Well, sorry to bother you with my poverty. So for those of you that are listening, do your research before you know you decide on what kind of phone you want. And Apple, if you're listening, please stop. Just stop. I don't have any more money. So guys, we're going to cut to a quick commercial break. Thank you for tuning in to Let It All Hang Out. We will be right back. Thank you, Greg. Thank you, Fred. Thank you, Rhea, for being on the board with us. We'll be right back, guys. Thank you so much. Absolutely. On the TomorrowPictures.tv network. Ready, Mr. Wabbit? Yeah, go ahead, Doc. I'm ready. Before you die, you can make one last wish. Yeah? Well, uh, let's see now. Um, I wish, um... I wish, um... I wish I wasn't the king. Hooray! Hooray! Oh, can't come away, sing this song. Do that, do that. Can't come away, start quite my long. Fantastic, isn't it? Hey guys, welcome back to Let It All Hang Out. We are the podcast that talks about music, movies, sex, drugs, sports, and news. We're going to talk about what's going on in the world today while we let it all hang out. We are uncensored, unfiltered, and uncontrollable. I am your host, Alex Gibbons. On the board today, we have Fred. Say hello, Fred. Hola. And we have Miss Rhea. Say hello. Hello. All right, Miss Rhea is going to be giving us our hot takes, so lay it on me, sister. What do we got? So Samsung's self-driving car test expands to the U.S. Trump pulls back threat to shut down government over border wall for now. Um, Amazon James Gunn team on Starsky and Hutch reboot. And analysts say Apple could convince people to buy the $1,000 iPhone by giving them free Apple Music. Oh, gosh. Blessed Jesus. All right. Um, let's talk about, because this interests me, the idea of having cars... And what did it say? They would drive themselves self-driving cars. Is that right? Yes. You know, honestly, being an Atlanta driver, I think that we could all greatly benefit from that because I've said it before and I'll say it again. I think Atlanta drivers drive like they're not scared to die. Like, they drive like they're not scared of death. We use no blinkers. We'll cross four lanes. They don't care. They truly don't give a shit. I see people going the wrong way down one-way streets. It's wild. If you've ever driven in Atlanta, you know what I'm talking about. Nine times out of ten, you're getting flipped off for things that, like, you didn't even do. So I think that we could benefit from this. What about you, Fred? What do you think? Um, I, I think that uh, Atlanta drivers have their own sort of mentality about driving. I think that's very unique to the culture of Atlanta, and it's also sort of a NASCAR culture <laughs> <laughs> uh, as, as, as well. Um, they lead different lives, you know, so the values are in a different place as far as driving is concerned, and uh, in many instances, what they have to lose <laughs> as, as, as well. Uh, the Southeast is not known for its generational uh, legacy wealth either, so <laughs> people kind of let it, uh, pardon the pun, all hang out. 
Yeah, people can make fun of my car all they want. There's a reason I choose to drive a used car. I'm like, no, I don't want a new car because I've seen the way people in Atlanta drive. I've seen the way they swing their door open with reckless abandon and just scrape and like anything and everything that's within arm's reach. So yeah, I think that's something that we could benefit from. I don't know about the rest of the world. I went to LA for a little bit, but I know you go to LA a lot. I feel like their traffic is so slow there that if you had a self-driving car, it'd be great because you could kind of like read, hang out, you know, not really worry about it. New York, they don't really need it. They're chilling. Right. And in those places, those people value their life. I mean, these are big-time cities with people with big-time jobs, big-time education, um, high value. Yeah. So they're like, I can't afford to be in a car accident. And I just, I don't know what it is. Like, there are just so many different components. Like, it just scares me. Like, on the interstate, I see people flying. Like, even people on bikes, and it just makes me so nervous. I'm like, why are you going 90? Have you seen the way people drive down here? I don't know. I just don't get it. I think that it's something worth looking into, something we could definitely benefit from as a society. The other thing I want to touch on, let's talk about Apple. I know we've talked about Apple before, and let me just be the first to say, y'all got me fucked up if you think I'm going to pay $1,000 for a phone. Like oh, that's, you will. That's great you that, will. you know, they're going to give me you free will. music. You will. No! Will. How do you even justify that? $1,000 for a phone? Doesn't matter. No! Uh, you'll pay for it on time. Oh my gosh. Pay for it on time. They but like, I'm very curious to see what With features. interest. They'll make more than $1,000 off of you if you pay for it on time. I refuse. That's I am way. not And when, what are you going to do, do it? You're going to get a string and a, and a can? Yeah, I am. And I'll tell all my friends, here's your bell. If you hear it ringing, that's me calling you. Here's your pager. Here's your beeper. Like, I'm going to send you a letter. It's. I want to know what features they're going to be promoting that they think will make it worth $1,000. They don't have to. They don't have to. It's a, it's a status... It's a status-driven uh, item now to say that you have one. I just, I can't even fathom that. There are just certain things that I'm like, yes, it's great to They're have like it. Nike but sneakers. Like, yeah, Nike that's another sneakers. one. Come on, people are paying like $300 now for Nike sneakers, you know. I just don't get that. It's like if don't I, matter. I would wear plastic bags on my shoes don't if that's matter. how expensive my shoes were. And, and you're not going to get no play in the club either if you got plastic on your feet. Listen, and I've seen what the clubs no in have to offer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sweating that. I'll walk around in my flip-flops all day. I don't care. Right. So I'm looking forward to our next call-in um, because it is an L.A. person, and actually she'll be able to give us some insight on the L.A. lifestyle Oh, yeah, as she's well. one of your friends. Yes. Uh, you going to introduce her? I am going to introduce her. Hello, 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 hello. <laughs> She's like, stop saying my name. I'm here. Good. Oh, you can hear me? Yes, we can. And uh, oh, okay. our uh, host can hear you as well. Hi, Michelle. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How's everyone? We are great. We are on the air. We are live. We are on a television show called Let It All Hang Out on the TomorrowPictures.tv network. We wow. wanted you as one of our call-in guests from time to time to give us the low-low on the L.A. and in the wonderful world of comedy, of course, and okay. to continue to plug your fabulous brand, Crack 'Em Up, which is expanding to, yes, is. to, the, Atlanta, <laughs> to the Atlanta market. To the Atlanta market, we're coming to Midtown in October. <gasps> Bring it on! So, we are ready. Yeah, yeah. So we're putting, you know, just getting everything together. I'm really excited to uh, to be coming back home, uh, you know, to Atlanta to 
after, you know, graduated from Clark Atlanta, um, you know, four years and then spent two years after that, so six years in Atlanta. So it's just really nice to to make that return because I have a lot of friends still there and some family and, you know, they, they've been watching the show or seeing the show in California, you know, just watching it online. Right. And, well, not really watching it online, but seeing the pictures and just hearing about it, and so they're excited to be able to finally show up. That's so exciting. Just, you know, yeah, just enjoy it, you know, because, I mean, especially now with all of the, the hell that we're going through with with this president, it, mm. everyone needs to laugh. I feel that on a spiritual level. I think now more than ever, we appreciate comedians and people stepping up. And I feel like I've never seen a presidency where more actors and celebrities and comedians have stepped forward and voiced their opinion and been very direct in their stance. Yeah. Because it's sickening. And, you know, especially when it comes to comedy, you know, the comedians can talk about, a funny comedian can talk about anything from death destruction, mm-hmm. murder, the president. You know, well, not to murder the president, but you know what I'm saying? <laughs> There's an Oxford comma in there. Top, yeah, different <laughs> topics like that. It's like, as long as it's funny, they can say anything. So they say the things that we're thinking, and they put it out there. And they can get and, away with um, it. And they get away with it. And it's, um, it's, that's one of the great things about comedy. It's just when it's not funny, but they make it funny. Right. So the audience in L.A., are you worried about the difference? Do you think that there will be a difference in reception between the audience in L.A. versus the audience in Atlanta? Or do you think that it's all going to be the same roundabout humor and that they'll be just as responsive? I think that that they're going to enjoy it in Atlanta um, just as much as um, Cali. Maybe even more because Cali is we're kind of spoiled here in L.A., in Hollywood. Um, I've been doing my show at the Comedy Store for October 12th. Well, October 14th will mark uh, 14 years. Oh, wow. And, yeah, and it's like we've had so many different people come through because being at the Comedy Store, the Comedy Store has three rooms. So, and that's a place where, you know, a lot of, not all the comics, because every you know, comics have their different places, their different homes, mm-hmm. clubs, and stuff that they like to go to. But you know, we're so spoiled there. We get like the past couple of weeks, we've had as our special guest Chris Tucker, oh, wow. Leslie Jones, Marlon Wayans, Dominique. Oh, you guys are getting um, the best of the best. Yeah, you know, and just to name a few. So it's like you know, then you've got the the people like. Uh, Justin Hires, who was doing um, MacGyver and Rush Hour. He used to host for me. And then Tiffany Haddish, um, you know, she's hot right now. And she's been coming through, you know, through the room. So it's just, it's like we get spoiled. And so, and then the audience, I love my L.A. audience, and especially with, like, with our room being an industry room, the people are, they're coming to listen. They want to hear what you have to say, and if you're not funny, they're not laughing. <laughs> you know, they're not going to chuckle. It's like they're looking right at you. Oh, that's rough. And, yeah, and so I think that just over time, just how the comedy audience has become more sophisticated. Right. And they're expecting more 
from the comedians. They don't want to really... Everyone loves a good poop joke. Every yeah. so often. Dick and fart jokes. It's like, never go out of yeah. style. Yeah. And it's like, you know, you don't want to hear that kind of stuff like... You know, I mean, you know, there's more to talk about than poop. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's like we just evolved to like such a different <laughs> place. But I think that with, um, with bringing this to Atlanta, this would be a lot of fun to... To, to pinpoint and showcase the the comedians that are local and also the ones that are willing to travel to come to Atlanta from LA because again in LA it's Hollywood and just like maybe you know like the crowd gets spoiled the the comics sometimes get spoiled because you know it's not to say that it's the same audience but they love going out there right so. Yeah, so, you know, they're excited to be able to to have another place to go. And, yeah, and with their wings. Brand, and yeah, and with the, with the brand craft of comedy, it's about really encouraging the comedians to be fearless and have fun and go for it. And we're not trying to censor the comedians. We want to have a diverse. Oh, I love that. Um, yeah, the diversity and the, when you have, like, a diverse comedy show, I mean, those laughs are amazing because we did a show last night and you know with a with a diverse crowd diverse lineup and the energy everyone just feeds off of each other and it is great you know and it's just it's just a lot of fun so yeah so we're just excited to come bring it there and friends on tape it and we're excited, I know. Atlanta loves comedy. We love to drink, we love to eat, and we love comedy. And typically yeah. all three of those things can be found in one place. So I know that Atlanta is going to be very receptive. So what are the days that you guys are coming down? Where can we find you? What can we expect? Where can we buy tickets? Uh, you said where can we buy, where can it, where is it going to be? Mm-hmm. We're not, we can't really say yet because we still have to... Um, pretty much close the deal, okay. but it will be in Midtown at a really nice spot. Ooh. Yeah, it will be in Midtown. So um, we wanted to also be able to have, like, an area where we can get the college kids in. Okay. Um, too, that's not, you know, too far out. And um, But it will be on a Thursday night. We're looking at doing it on a Thursday night at 1030 p.m. Oh, perfect. And then where can we buy tickets? So when tickets do go up, where can we start sending people? You know what? They can actually visit my website, which is um, crackemupcomedy.com. Okay. And that, yeah, and that crack like the bad stuff. <laughs> em crackemupemcomedy.com. And so they can check there for updates because I, I think that once we both of those locations that we're considering have websites where tickets can be purchased on there. Okay. So they just check our check our website and um, and then we'll definitely as soon as we get to go we're gonna step up our promotions and hopefully have it like I'm gonna say everywhere and on billboards and stuff but just places where people will be able to we'll be able to find you basically <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So 
yeah, guys, make yeah. sure you go and check out for those tickets. Um, also, if you're like me and you like a good Instagram stock or a good Twitter stock, uh, check out Nichelle Murdoch. You can look her up on Instagram. I'm just plugging you real quick. She's got a lot of really good photos, and you can see lineups of who's coming, who's been, what's going on, what they're laughing at. She's got a lot of good inspirational quotes. I saw your dog on your Instagram. What's his name? Is it Malta? Yeah, yeah that's Motley. He's, oh, Motley. Uh, oh. Yeah, he's a... Uh, He's in, it's, it's so hot here. I mean, I, I hate to complain about the heat. I know that other people are really suffering, you know, uh, prayers up for Texas. But mm. it's so hot here. I think it's like 110. Oof. So he's in here like sweating bullets. Panting. Oh, no. Poor baby. Well, Fred, I've been hogging your friend. Is there anything you want to say? No, I, I mean, I, I have the opportunity to talk to Nichelle all the time. Um, I've, I've had the pleasure of actually staying at Nichelle's parents' house, too, and staying in Nichelle's uh, childhood. Oh, my God. Room. Yes. <laughs> Nichelle, did you know about this, or was this a surprise? Yeah, my, my parents loved it. My mother's always like, how's Fred? Tell him oh. I said hi. Exactly. Oh I, her mom's my new second mom. So, which I absolutely, <laughs> positively love. Um, but yeah. we are going to bring you on the show more than once and more than twice okay. and three times. So we're going to bring you in and out. And then, of course, once your comedians start to come to town, um, we'll probably want to, like, funnel them through here, like, day okay. of the show, stuff like that. And so we're going to keep okay. cycling you and your comedians through as well. And then you can continue to tell us uh, interesting stories from the L.A. and beyond. Oh, boy. Uh, Oh boy. As well. You can be our plug for oh entertainment boy. in LA. Yeah, Kedar Whittle. <laughs> Whittle is going to be the host. Um, and he's actually going to be actually co hosting with Zoo, with Zoo Man. Um, Zoo Man Miller, who's a veteran comedian in Atlanta. Um, and Zoo was actually instrumental in helping me start my show in, um, in where was it? In Hollywood. Which, yeah. you know, this is, it's like everything is like just kind of coming back around. Exactly. So. And, and Hollywood yeah. on the Sunset Strip is as well. Don't don't underplay it. Don't undersell it. Michelle <laughs> yeah. is the grand dame of humor on the uh, Sunset Strip as it pertains to diverse comedians with an eclectic background and mix of jokes yeah. that are there for all of us. I live for that. That is what I like. Diversity, good humor. Oh, I live for yeah, it. Alex really pushes yeah. for a better world. There's no money in it, but Alex <laughs> I've, I've made myself comfortable with the life of poverty. I'm here just for the laughs and the food. <laughs> so we will bring we will bring you on uh, again as well. Have a uh, wonderful weekend. It's kind of fun to bring you on like the day after you do your show at oh, the uh, yeah, I can tell you exactly. So you can yeah. you can give us the dirty dirty and, and then let us know when the the uh, celebs occasionally pop in and do a stand up as well. We're excited okay. about all of that too. Yeah, we're gonna actually start a podcast um, um, there as well because Absolutely. the yeah the comedy store just started a Pandora station. Ooh. Yeah. That's yeah, they started a Pandora station, and so um, we saw the space uh, yesterday, and, you know, getting ready to, to start that. So whatever we can do to spread the brand, spread the laughter. We'll just keep plugging each other. Yeah, we'll just keep doing it. It's a big plug circle. <laughs> yes, a, a big plug circle. Yes, thank you. All right. Alex. Well, thanks for having me. It is our pleasure. Thank, thank you, you so Michelle. much, Michelle. Okay, you're welcome. Check this. Okay. Bye, honey. Bye. See ya. 
Okay. Guys. So yes, you that heard was good. There. So, um, that's the end of our show for today. That's it. So, yeah, we're that's it. We are we're wrapping up. Uh, any other exciting news over there in the corner? News lady, hot take lady, anything? For real? No, we're done for today. <laughs> She's like, please God, turn my microphone off. Yes. I'm over it. We're done. We're over. Well, guys, it's been fun. It's been real. Thank you so much for tuning in to Let It All Hang Out. Remember, this is not your mama's podcast. We're not here to be politically correct all the time. We're not here to have all the facts. If you're down for that, you know, go on over to NPR. We're here to have a good time. We're here to literally let it all hang out. We're doing the truffle shuffle. We're talking about the news. We're doing it all. So we're going to catch you next time. I'm your host, Al Skibbins. That's Fred. I'm still here. <laughs> and we got Rhea. Say bye, Rhea. I know. Bye. That was good. That was good. good. That was actually the best one. Yeah, yeah. That was solid. She's, she's almost there. We'll get there, guys. Don't worry. By the end of this, you guys will hear her screaming in the mic. So, yeah, exactly. we'll see you guys next time. You got it. This is TomorrowPictures.tv. Production services provided by Tomorrow Pictures Incorporated. I'm Bill Cosby, and the kids in Los Angeles have a slogan, Speed Kills. And they're not referring to safe driving habits. They're talking about a group of drugs, including ups, meth, pep pills, decks, even bennies. Dangerous drugs, sometimes fatal to the users. And you should know about the up drugs. You may even be taking some now and not be aware of the danger. Write for this free booklet, The Up and Down Drug. Don't guess about drugs when you can have the facts. This is TomorrowPictures.tv.